Hello and welcome to Design Untangled with me, Chris Mears and Carla Lindarte. Hello again. Hello. How are you, Chris? Still good. Another back-to-back session. So we just recorded the previous episode that went out. So we have nothing <laughs> to talk about at the start of this one because we covered it all. <laughs> Now we do have something to talk about. Well, we do in the episode, but I mean, the general banter that every podcast has to have oh, for yeah. at least two or three minutes at the start. Otherwise, you don't yeah. believe that we are really like friends in real life. <laughs> I'm not your friend. No, no that's I'm true. Your um, right. So we are going to talk about something that um, hopefully not many people have had experience on because it's a bit <laughs> of a pain in the arse. But it's something that happens a lot, especially in agencies or even on client side, which is having a development team offshore. That could be traditionally um, main in India. That's what normally happens. But I've worked with agencies where they have offshore teams in, in Poland or they have uh, people in Colombia, actually. Mm-hmm. Huge is an agency and they have uh, an offshore, offshore team in Colombia as well. So you find them anywhere. Um, and obviously, agencies and clients do this to reduce costs. However, from a design perspective, especially if you're designing an Apple website, it is a big challenge I have to say Um, I worked on various of these projects uh, in the past and I remember being super challenging Um, and I know if any of you are currently working on an environment like this you would understand what I'm saying however um, it still happens and that's something that we need to um, you know tackle as designers so yeah, so just today we're just going to give you some tips about how how you can improve the process if you can and just some advice based on our experience. Have you worked with offshore teams before? Yes, I have. Um, as once and it was quite a few years ago. God, it was so painful, man. I wanted to kill myself <laughs> by the end of it. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the biggest challenges is obviously not being in the same place is a challenge, even if we were, you know, if I've had I worked with teams in like um, Dublin, for example, and even though it's not like very far away, it's still very difficult when you're not in the same place. So that's a given. Uh, but then communication issues become harder and harder once you have more cultural barriers and cultural differences. So and also obviously time difference and languages and accents and everything. So it becomes quite a complex setup I mean you would think that with you know technology and video calls etc things might have improved um, and hopefully they have improved but I do think there's still a lot of challenges around that communications and 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 just you know overall cultural differences I remember when I worked at Deloitte we were given training specifically to work with people in India because um, you know the, the culture is very different like the the they normally don't say no to you or they don't ask questions because they might think they're not doing their jobs properly, um, etc. So, yeah, this training um, was to basically to go through all the different uh, differences uh, between the cultures and how to communicate to people and being able to always um, try to open that channel of communication and ask them questions. You know, did you understand what I just said? It's okay. If you didn't, just make sure, let's just make sure that you've understood, blah, blah, blah. So it's, it is challenging, but if you have a, a good, like, 
channel communication is, is, is better. And also you have to be super prescriptive with what you're saying to them. So there's a lot of like documentation, for example, that you need to start doing. So basically, Agile as a concept just dies completely because you first need to do a lot of work up front to make sure they have all the assets and all the aspects of the design. And um, there's less room for change, I have to say. And also, it you have to be super prescriptive and detail and, 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 and just show them exactly how you want things to happen. That reminds me of when I was doing it and a lot of the challenges playing back or getting them to play back to you what you've just asked them to do to make sure that the developers understood what you're intending. So that's where things like design systems, which weren't really a thing back when I was doing this, can really be quite helpful, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, having a design system is, is like is imperative. You have to have it um, because then when they... If you, especially because still some of them would be designing pages uh, rather than components. Um, so, it, and then obviously there's these are massive like development teams. There's a lot of people working on the same thing. Um, so if you have a very good and strong um, design system, they'll be designing with the same colors, the same type of buttons, the same you know padding, everything. Um, because if you don't, and if you don't have that, there is a lot of room for confusion, and then you end up with the same product but all pages looking different. Yeah, which that happened to me um, many times before in the past. Yeah, and it's stuff like interactions as well. Prototyping's moved on a long way since I was doing this, but that was one of the big challenges: is like, how should this thing animate? How should you transition between these two states? And that's very difficult to get across on a call or just on yeah. email or even Azure back in those days was a bit ropey around Doing that sort annotations. of stuff. Annotations, yeah, good old annotations. <laughs> Lots of annotations that no one understood. Yeah, I mean, with now with prototyping and design systems, I think the, um, I, I hope things have improved. Um, however, I think still there is a lot of a lot of challenges, and uh, and also like the you know it's very it's very um, as I said before, it's less there is less room to improve things because obviously everyone is on a schedule and everyone is about to deliver something, and client has to sign off to continue. So whereas if you're like with the team in the same place, you're more flexible, you can sit down next to the front end dev and say, can you change this? I don't like, you know, can you slow down this, whatever. Um, with an offshore team, that's obviously harder. Mm-hmm. You've really got to put a lot more effort into getting it right the first time than you would if you could just sort of sit next to a developer at your place of work and say, oh, I actually meant this and just tweak it on the spot. It's a, yeah, you have to be a lot more prescriptive and definite in what you want and make spend a lot of time making sure they understand exactly what it is you've you kind of sent them and how you expect the output to be as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's super important as well to meet them in person if you have the opportunity. Um, even if you just go and travel for a few days and just meet the people there, um, I think it just makes a big difference once you've had that kind of personal contact. Um, uh, and also like it's just easier for for them to know you and to just understand that you're um, you know friendly nice person hopefully um, to talk to so I think that makes a big difference or even if they come 
to to you as well it's it's super valuable because it builds a relationship um and also you have specific point of contacts as well that you can reach out to i mean some of the things that we used to do is like getting a designer for example as part of their team as well so locally to hire a designer or a couple of designers who understand uh you know our language and it could i mean i mean our design language and could translate you know the requirements and push things through with the development teams locally so that's and at the same time just getting a front-end developer on this side as well or a couple of them if possible to do exactly the same to translated requirements to to the development teams offshore um, and also to get an understanding of how they think they need assets you know etc so i think it's um it is good to have at least a representative in each side of you know the different disciplines so there is a better communication between them yeah because i don't want this to come across as us saying all these offshore developers are a ship you know from their side i'm sure they have the same challenges communicating with us as designers so it is important to have that dialogue ideally face to face and understand like you would with any team really how you can best communicate with each other and make sure that you both reach the end goal and understand the end goal together as well yeah definitely obviously they want to do their best they can and you as well it's just that the the distance, I would say, is the hardest thing to to overcome. I mean, a cultural differences is another layer of complexity and communication, but it's just, as I said at the beginning, it's just not being in the same place. But I, I do believe that, you know, as a team, they all want to do their best. It's just like finding the right levels of, of communication as well. I mean, one of the things that will be helpful as well is just... Um, when you go through the, um, let's say, a few sprints and then you have the final output and there's a lot of defects that you're racing uh, just to stop for a little bit if you can. So that means, for example, having a sprint where you uh, just focus on defects uh, from a design perspective, that is super useful because it does kind of like set it back into where it should be. And then you don't add more features and more components into it until you have, um, you know, what you want in the level of, of quality that you want it to be. So that's something that you could um, suggest the the project managers and the development teams like, okay, let's hang on a minute. There's a lot of defects here from a design perspective. We don't want to keep designing something on top of more mistakes. Can we slow down for one sprint and just get it all going and and fix all the issues together as a team i think that's a good way of of overcoming because there are a lot of defects when when you build um stuff with with offshore teams and obviously with also with teams next to you but um it gets unmanageable sometimes so this is a good way of managing it yeah and i think that kind of sprint helps set the expectation with the developers as to what level of attention to detail you're expecting maybe as well so going forward hopefully the quality of the output will improve as well yeah i mean i have to say that when you start the project is where the biggest problems are because you don't know each other you getting just used to um your way to working etc so it is really hard I, i would say the beginning and the end 
uh, the hardest. Yeah. Um, but then you come in, into a pace, and then you become like you obviously find ways of 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 communicating better. Um, and then at, towards the end, in my experience, for example, in the past, we had to send designers to India, wherever the um, the offshore team was located, to finalize the product. Um, because it was getting really slow to wait, for, you know, for the next meeting or the the next showcase of the platform of the of the solution um, to to kind of review the effects. So what we've done is just send um, visual designers mainly uh, to go and really work on on those with the teams locally. And I've seen that happening in a lot of agencies where at the end, it's just kind of, okay, let's just send a bunch of designers there and just get this done. I think one of the other big points where working with offshore teams fails a bit is it's quite rare that they're involved with actually the project kickoff very often they're just brought in as someone to build some stuff and they've got no real context of why you're doing it what problems you're looking to solve so I think if you can involve them even earlier than you would usually and just help them understand why you're doing what you're trying to do that can help a lot in terms of communication and also helping guide them in how they build things in the right way as well that is so true like I think like if you think about from their perspective they're just given all this stuff and they don't understand what you're trying to achieve and i think the more you can communicate that to them i think that it's it's great and also i think something super important like don't make it like death versus design like don't make it into a a war between them which you kind of tend sometimes to do that because you get frustrated because they didn't use the right color or they didn't use the right assets to build something but I mean it's at the end of the day everyone is responsible for one product that has to have the best experience possible so rather than be, you know making to war uh, the deaths they don't know how to do this etc it's just try to 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 communicate better with them and work together because I've seen that happening, even not with offshore teams, that you see a lot of friction between designers and developers, and, and that shouldn't be the case. Because the especially front end devs, the key for a design team for you know for the success of the product. So you have to be really flexible and work with them rather than against them. One team, one dream, right? Yeah, it's, it is hard, but I I do love working with the the, uh, the front end devs. They're smarter than are that they're smarter than me. i like working with the smart people um yeah so i think that's that's all i had to say about it did you do you have something else to say no that's it really um it is going to be harder than an onshore team that's just a fact of life you have to adapt to your process and really work on how well you communicate which is you know a good thing to do internally or externally anyway yeah, but yeah do your best I think because you can't I don't think you can I, I still haven't seen you know this like setups disappear from the industry they're still there I mean especially on an agency side there's a lot of projects that are run with offshore teams and there's nothing you can do about it other than adapting and making it better Cool. Just a quickie one today. See you next time. Bye. 
search and subscribe to Design Untangled using your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. Follow us on the web at designuntangled.co.uk or on Twitter at Design Untangled. Become a better designer with online mentoring at uxmentor.me.